You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. So, uh, Lauren, I, I think I was actually the first to create this new technology. Um, my uh, ninth grade teacher, uh, science teacher, used to call me uh, artificial intelligence. And now I kind of understand what it means. Like, I, I totally different, totally different mindset here. I, I wonder what his uh, meaning behind that was calling you that. I don't know. That's it's really weird. I mean, I was didn't that think a it was compliment a compliment or was I don't that, think it was. Yeah. I really don't think it was. I don't think it was. But let's talk about real AI today. Yes. So I'm sure many of you have heard and or explored yourself chat GPT. And we just wanted to dive in and talk about from a communication standpoint, some things that we're seeing, some things maybe to watch out for and think about. Um, So I hate to kind of lead with a negative, but I'm going to. Um, I'm kind of referencing a PR Daily article here that talked about um, two instances of using chat GPT in comms. And one was very recent. Um, Vanderbilt University's Peabody College used chat GPT to help craft a statement to send to students in the wake of the Michigan State University shooting. And they cited chat GPT as a source. But many were, and rightfully so, felt like it was insensitive and showed no empathy. Um, And that, you know, sensitivity is kind of like, not necessarily that this was a crisis situation for Vanderbilt, but it was in response to a crisis situation. And, you know, sensitivity and empathy are crisis communications 101s. So I do feel like this was a pretty big misstep. Um, they actually ended up um, issuing an apology and, you know, basically said it was an error in judgment to use it. Um, But they were transparent in the fact that they used the AI to develop the statement. But that's just something we'll dive into that in a little bit, kind of some do's and don'ts. But that's just one indication of, you know, where this is going. The second is um, kind of quickly following that JP Morgan, which, you know, they are a very regulated industry. So they have to be very careful with their verbiage and things they say and don't say. Um, They already issued a policy to their employees that um, they're limiting the use of AI tools and chat GPT because they are highly concerned about it you know, making mistakes and errors and its accuracy, especially with their regulatory concerns. So we're seeing that more and more just in the past couple of weeks. I feel like that's really picked up. Um, So those are two things that I just wanted to mention to kind of, you know, start our discussion of where is this going? What's happening? You know, what are our personal opinions and thoughts? So. Yeah, those are good. I think uh, if you will, if you'll allow me, I'm going to take one little step back and for those of you that aren't aware or haven't heard the buzz in the in the ether, ChatGPT is basically a engine, an engine, an, uh, an AI engine that pulls uh, different information, basically instantaneously or very close to instantaneously, from the internet to uh, uh, satisfy queries. So, for instance, just an example: if you, <clears throat> excuse me, are writing a an essay or a paper about uh, 
puppy dogs, uh, then you can basically put in some parameters in the chat GPT uh, dashboard and it will spit out a full paper on puppy dogs. And you can basically put the parameters in of, you know, five paragraphs or seven pages or whatever, and it will basically uh, do it. So to Lauren's uh, conversation about these kind of missteps and miscues, uh, as you can probably glean very quickly, uh, this is an, an advanced tool, but it has to be used uh, for good, definitely. So, yeah, and it is an advanced tool, but also remember that these are money making products from these platforms. So, Google and uh, Bing basically push these to market. And that's why we are seeing, in my opinion, um, some of these errors and accuracy issues. Um, I just saw too that they're kind of putting a new limit. So they were seeing errors as people took on lengthier conversations. So being basically kind of like issued an update that you are limited to five questions per session and like 50 per day, I believe. Don't quote me on the 50, but I believe it's 50. Um, Because the longer the chat was going, the AI was getting confused and the tone and sentiment of everything was becoming questionable from the chat bot is how I will say that. Um, So basically they limited to five questions and then you have to click a little icon to refocus the AI system and like refresh it and give it a fresh start. So they did. I mean, I feel like, in my opinion, this was really pushed to market quickly in order to, you know, be the first, best, biggest, and there could be some major flaws. So that is one cautionary thing that I will say is, you know, it might be good to get maybe some ideas or a starter, um, but you are still the expert and you are still responsible for ensuring that the information you're creating is accurate. So that is number one, you know, use of caution that I would say here, because it is, it is proven that there are some errors out there. So, yeah, no. And that's, that's exactly right. Because, you know, you can't just kind of pass this off. I mean, that's the other kind of battle that's going on is, you know, people will engage uh, something like chat GPT or chat GPT, excuse me, and it, uh, then they play it off. They wrote it or they didn't cite it. I mean, at least the folks cited it. And then you have errors in it. And the reality is that, you know, that is someone else's um, information. And so you have to be really careful. The other thing is uh, the AI isn't necessarily uh, a fact checker itself. It's just pulling data. So, I mean, I saw mm-hmm. something specifically on, um, you know, uh, doing a paper and it's saying it cited, you know, that Michael Dukakis winner of the 19, whatever, 96 election or whatever. Well, that's not who the president was that year. So, I mean, it just pulls whatever it can and see. And and we are kind of talking about all of the, um, like you mentioned, negative or, right. or downside. So there are some positives to this as well. I mean, the, like you mentioned, it, it does do a great job of kind of kickstarting some ideas. It also uh, allows you to kind of learn from it if you're willing to do that. So if you don't know how to write something or don't know how to put something in a plan or whatever, it will provide you some, you know, guidelines or templates that you can then go back and kind of fill in the blanks. Right. So there are some power, there's power to that. Exactly. Yeah. Some of the positives, I mean, I think ideas, structure, or like, um, 
how to do something, or if it's maybe creating a template for you that you then take, that could be something useful, um, prompts or tone or inspiration, or maybe like if you're writing about something you've never written about before, that would be good. But then of course, you know, do your own research on the other end of that. And I did read that most of the data says it's from 2021 or previous that, you know, the data is pulling from. So keep that in mind. You know, if there's been a major change in what you're writing about in the last, you know, month or two, um, it could be wrong. It could be outdated at that point. So make sure that that's something you're checking too. But I think that as long as, you know, you know, the limitations, I think it's a, it could be a good thing, but relying on it to, you know, basically provide human level um, and quality work is not where we are at this point. And I don't know that, in in my opinion, that that's necessarily ethical either. Um, I do think that if you are utilizing this tool, um, you should be transparent about it, especially if, you know, even if it's just internally, um, but externally as well. I think just honesty is is important. Um, we never want to take work or plagiarize or take credit for anything that we did not do as communications professionals. So I think that's the other big, big piece there. And I think for businesses or communications teams, I think um, obviously there's going to be people on the team that are, you know, exploring this option and are excited about it. And there's going to be others that aren't. But I think right now is the time to have rules or policies outlined for your business in being able to utilize these types of tools or not. Um, And I think that doing that sooner rather than later before this, it could get maybe out of control is, you know, important. So definitely something to be adding to your communication policies right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's such a a vision for AI, if you will. I mean, this is going to be, uh more influential in our daily lives and and we're we're obviously focusing in on chat gpt but right uh there are also <clears throat> huge ai engines that develop artwork there are huge ai engines that are now developing uh video i mean i think we've probably all yeah. seen or aware of the kind of the tom cruise fake out video where it you know imposes people's face and faces and you can kind of you know voice it i mean we're going to get to a point where um, it's going to be very difficult to figure out what is uh, truly original work and what is work uh, kind of repurposed or, or regenerated. And I, I think, without getting too deep in the in the weeds here, I think that uh, Adobe and um, Microsoft and some other folks are actually coming together to try to figure out if they can tag or meta tag some of the content just so. Uh, one can be aware of whether it's original or if it's AI generated or or that type of thing. So yeah, I think that that's necessary for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's tough. You know, you used to say like never believe what you see on TV. Now I feel like it's almost <laughs> like the internet is the same way because we have all of these tools that can that can do it. Um, I might pose a question back. I think the big question is. You know, what does this mean for professional writers, whether we're talking about in the PR realm or strategic communication or even, you know, novels or authors, that type of thing? What what are your thoughts there? I think that, I mean, like we just were saying, I think it's very, we're at a very interesting turning point um, and still to be determined of where this goes and how it's regulated. But I think it is, I mean... I'm a little bit concerned that at some point, you know, maybe us as regular humans are, are unnecessary, you know, um, and the train of 
you know, original thoughts and thinking and creativity could be hampered a little bit. Um, If you're always relying on something, just like we already rely on our phone to have instant answers for things and instant research and instant texting ability, you know, everything is so instantaneous. And I think we're, our brains are getting more and more ingrained with that, which we've talked about and instant gratification and shorter, um, attention span. I think that this is just, and I I don't want to be negative Nancy. I mean, I like to embrace change and tech and, you know, cool things, but also it's, it is a little bit scary to me, quite honestly. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think anything new is scary. I will tell you kind of what I have hope for is that, you know, this does pull from a pool, say that 10 times pull from a pool of data and that data is still driven by some original content so you know kind of back in the 1990s ish early 2000s you know i mean a lot of designers and website folks that were coming online were scared because you know like illustrator was coming on board or PageMaker pro or whatever and it was going to put all the you know the, the designers out of business but i think that there's some point in which maybe a writer because becomes someone that really, you know, focuses on editing and then supplementing basic content. So similar to what a search engine is, I mean, we don't have world books anymore. We have our, our encyclopedias. We have, you know, Google, the website or the World Wide Web, but you still have to know some things. I mean, you still right. have to understand. And I think that may be where we're headed is, you know, the basic information is filled in by, chat GPT, but yet it still takes the human factor, if you will, to get in there and make it interesting and make it understandable and, and really uh, kind of tweak it to, um, you know, differentiate, be read, you know, if, if not, then we're, we're just reading spreadsheets, copies of copies of copies. And at some point that becomes, you know, old. So. Right. Nothing's new and original or, you know, interesting. Yeah. But no, I agree. I mean, I think that that's a, that's a great analysis and you're right. I mean, there still has to be a professional to kind of drive, you know, the project or the bus. So I think that that's a good analyzation. I think that also I'm assuming that these products will continue to, um, you know, get smarter, if you will, they will continue to make improvements and updates and, the technology itself will um, continue to improve. So I think we're just in such an early phase and it's such a kind of a fad, crazy thing right now that people are just maybe going a little bit crazy with it. So I think that that's just, you know, a concern to just take it for what it is and just know the limitations before you dive in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I think that's, that's it. So anything else you want to chat about before I look up the, uh, the last closing on chat GPT to see what I'm supposed to say. Or... <laughs> I don't think so. Let's see. All right. Well, very good. Well, then next week we'll be uh, chatting about some more original content. So stay tuned because I'm Tony Van. And I'm Lauren Doherty. And we'll speak to you next week on the G Factor podcast. Thank you for listening to G Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.